0: for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report.
1: Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. It is Tuesday the 29th of March 2022. We have John Delmenico, Gabby Bolt, Charles Firth and Dom Knight on the
2: most exciting day of the year, John. It's budget day, everyone. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Get excited. I studied economics at university, so I'm very excited for budget day today. Are you
1: serious? Have we actually got an economist in The Chaser?
2: No, I dropped out of uni. So is everyone excited for the budget? Never have money to worry about. So okay, so you seem very dim and gloom at the budget, but don't worry. The PM has left a reassuring message for everyone no. going into today. The budgets that I've been involved
1: in, and this will be my eighth. I did three budgets as a treasurer, and this will be my fourth as a prime minister. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so,
3: yeah, Gabby, you went to the worst school in the world. <laughs> yeah, is he? Can we fact check that? No.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that. So going into the budget our Prime Minister doesn't know <laughs> kindergarten <laughs> math. I mean, this is good. Yeah, if Gabby's worried thing. about having
1: no money, mm. presumably the way Scott Morrison's, you will all get by accident lots of
2: money. An
4: extra zero. Won't
2: we? An extra one? We'll get an extra one. It actually explained a lot about his entire career because I've always <laughs> wondered how did he go extremely over budget on the Where the Bloody Hell Are You campaign. Mm. Luckily, he, does, he also reassured us on why the Liberal Party will be really good for this budget.
1: Josh Frydenberg as Treasurer, this is fourth. As a treasurer, those who would seek to hold this office after the next election from the Labor Party, they've never done a budget. What? Never done a budget. I mean, incumbency is a thing. We do know that he's in charge. I mean, it, it's often hard yeah. to remember that he runs the country given the job he does of it. But we do know that he's been around for a long time, don't we?
2: Yeah. So if you're worried at home about the fact that last couple of budgets, Josh Frydenberg has completely fucked up the numbers. He
3: lost sixty billion. Yeah, remember he, when he lost sixty billion dollars? I'll never
2: forget. In this case, sixty billion. He also did a whole um, scheme where he ordered some car parks and then took the money, but forgot to actually build the car parks. Mm. And they did
1: invest very heavily in Jerry Harvey. Don't forget <laughs> that.
2: Yeah, but labor under the current mm. treasurer who no one knows the name of, who yes. apparently is going to be the person to replace Albo at some point soon.
1: The shadow, Who is the shadow? I actually don't know who is the it shadow is is.
2: Yeah, it's Jim Chalmers. That's it. Yeah. It's the guy that sort of looks like, a, if you've seen, he's been on the news recently, he sort of looks like a claymation of a like rich guy.
1: You're such a, ch- a labour hack, Charles, to know what his name is. Uh, to me, I no, was no. like, is it Chris Bowen? No, it's not him. He, I have no yeah. idea. Because, uh, no, no, the reason why I know it's Jim Chalmers is
3: because I was listening to this very erudite, person on the radio the other day and I was like who is this person like he's a really good spokesperson for labor maybe they should put him in charge
1: or something and then it turned out to be this guy called Jim Chalmers. That must be an administrative error. By oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> on today's show we're going to take a look at Joe Biden's masterful handling of um, the war in Ukraine and Charles is going to take a look at uh, Hollywood's Night of Nights.
3: Yeah that'll be f- thrilling.
1: So, I mean, I guess stay with us if you can muster more enthusiasm than any of us. He's back in the newsroom.
0: <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. Vladimir Putin has been mocked after the man who sends his critics to Siberian gulags released a statement claiming to be cancelled like J.K. Rowling. In response to his statement, the ruthless leader announced that he has signed a deal to release a stand-up comedy special on Netflix. Herald Sun editors were unable to hide their erections yesterday after Victorian Premier Dan Andrews announced that he has contracted COVID, which led to the masthead declaring the virus a saviour of democracy. However, not all media outlets have been as excited by the infection as Sky News hosts have accused dictator Dan of intentionally infecting himself with his own fake bioweapon virus, all in a bid to tighten his regime's power. Somehow? Somehow? Finally, in entertainment news, Australia's busiest actor, Scott Morrison, has been devastated after he failed to secure a single Oscar yesterday for his role in Photo Ops. According to Academy Insiders, the voting panel were impressed with his performances as a chef and hairdresser, but he failed to secure the nomination from his unconvincing performance in his role as Australian Prime Minister. From the Chaser News Desk, I'm Rebecca De Unamuno and I can't wait to get my traditional budget day car part from the government. So the
1: war in Ukraine continues and if there's one thing that's been very clear since the start of this conflict, it's that the US and NATO do not want to get into a war with Russia. They don't want to provoke Putin. They really want to keep things chill. And we, know, I mean, Zelensky's very angry about this, as you would be if your country was being steamrolled and your supposed friends were, were doing nothing, but they really don't want to provoke Putin. How do we feel about this? I mean, is it chicken? Is it sensible to avoid World War III? Do we agree that this is sensible from the US at this point to try and not provoke Putin into doing anything rash?
3: So, wait a minute. They've invaded an entire country, mm. but we don't want to provoke... They, they're not... Provo- well, uh, what? Like, uh, what? They're already provoked. They're
1: already... Like what? It what?
3: They're
4: about to invade <laughs> Poland, aren't they? They just invaded the city on the border of Poland. Poland's and probably and next. Like,
1: that's yeah. the concern. But they're is in there NATO. Idea
3: that? Like, but so what? You, we don't want. We don't want that bully getting violent. I'm mm. sure he's bashing up our friend over there. But yeah, we don't want. We don't want to intervene in case he gets violent. This is like, what he's is already Charles. violent,
2: Charles. That is literally how teachers handle bullying at schools. Yeah. Is they say, "Hey, mm. don't fight that kid that's punching <laughs> you in the head. Don't fight back because then you're as much of the problem as them.
1: This mm. is what would happen when I was in yes. school in England. I was the kid that got sacrificed. Mm. And then, like, okay, we, the Australian yeah. guy's going to get beaten up, but everyone else, you can't do it. You can't do it. I'm I was gonna, Ukraine.
4: I've got to say, it's quite rich of America to now choose the moral high ground. You know? Mm. Like, we're not violent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of hypocrisy, as you'll hear <laughs> in this story. <laughs> All right, so, to recap, they don't want to piss off Putin, right? They really don't want to give him any excuse to do more. Unfortunately, Joe Biden didn't get that memo.
2: Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, for free people refused to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power.
1: So he's just come out and said, we've got to get rid of Putin. Mm. We're going to do regime change. It's going to happen. We're going well, to have this big
3: conflict. That always works well for the US, regime change.
2: I mean, so. if there's one thing they're good at, it's toppling leaders. I don't think
1: they're
3: good at anything. The exactly. US. Like, If you think about it, Like, so they, in 1991, they said, let's get rid of Saddam Hussein. He stayed there until 2004. And it was a fluke they found him in that foxhole, let's be honest. (laughs) That's right. In Fidel Castro, they wanted to get rid of in 1961. Mm -hmm. They said, literally, let's get rid of him. He was there till, when did he die? He died about last year or something. You
2: know
1: what I mean? They they they, tried to assassinate him about 60 times and fucked them all up. So anyway, so the, the US's point here is to try to avoid... Putin thinking that they want to get rid of him and that they're going to go in and do regime change. So Biden just comes out and goes, we're going to do regime change. He also said to US troops, and I can't play the clip because it's just too doddery. He says, mm. when you're in Ukraine soon, you will see that, you know, women go to school and all this. So he's really stoking the bear on this, right? Mm. So you heard that clip. You heard that he said Putin must not remain in power. Mm. What does that mean to you? Does it mean that he's going to get rid of Putin or does it mean something completely different from what we just heard?
3: Well, presumably afterwards, his press secretary came out and clarified it and said that it actually meant that he wants to work constructively with Putin into the future or something.
1: <laughs> Pretty is much. That, is that what happened? So when he said Putin may not remain in power, they said what it means is that he can't be empowered to wage war beyond Ukraine. Oh, right? That's what he was meant to say. <laughs> yeah. You can have I was, this war. You can keep bashing up that little kid in the corner. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, they had to go as far. Like, Not only did they walk it back by trying to redefine what must not stay in power meant. Very shortly afterwards, the Secretary of State, Mm. Anthony Blinken, actually came out and directly contradicted Joe Biden. As you know, and as you've heard us say repeatedly, we do not have a strategy of regime change in Russia or anywhere else for that matter. They don't do that. uh, No, we've never done that. As in any case, it's up to the people of the country in question. It's up to are the
3: Russian people. So the Russian people get to decide. Yeah, yeah. So the Russia with their thriving mm. democracy, they get is decide. This is just... I just think America should shut up. Didn't I just think they
1: should just shut up. good news, though, is that it's not just America that is redefining words. Um, because what's happening now is it's very clear that, that Russia has pretty much lost. Like, they can't take Kiev. They haven't t- been able to take a large part of the country. Various cities are being recaptured by Ukraine. Would you call that a defeat or a victory at this point?
3: Well, I think it, it, you've got to use the Vietnam War definition, which is it's a, it's a very clear victory to Russia. That's right. That's what yes. they're saying. So yes. the,
1: uh, the head of the general staff's main operational directorate, Sergei Rudskoy, says, the main objectives of the first stage of the operation have been accomplished. Yes. Uh, so we're now um, going back to focus our core efforts on achieving the main goal which is the liberation of Donbass. So you know how before this we all thought, oh, they're just going to go into the, the bit that supports Russia. Mm. They're now That's their new that's objective. That's their new objective, yay! Having lost they won. Ten, apparently tens of thousands of troops, Russian troops have been killed, if not, or certainly thousands, they've lost a huge number of generals. Yeah, seven generals. Seven generals in what is definitely a victory for Russia. Mm. So let's just hope that Russia keeps mm. on being victorious to the point where they just all retreat across <laughs> their borders and leave Ukraine <laughs> the fuck alone.
0: The Chaser Report, now with extra whispers.
3: Now, a bit of a spoiler alert in case uh, you haven't seen the Oscars yet. Mm. In lieu of, you know, that boring stuff about talking about the winners. Well,
1: let's not do that.
3: Yeah, why don't we go back in time and look at the worst Oscars ever? Great. Yeah.
4: Which one's that? Aren't all Oscars the worst Oscars ever? (laughs) Yeah, what year? We
3: don't know whether it's 2022 yet. You've got to go all the way back in time, probably to when you were only like 10 years old, Gabby. Right. It was 1989.
4: Okay, well, no, it wasn't. So
3: 1989, they gave the direction of the Oscars ceremony Mm. to a guy called Alan Carr. And that was the last thing he ever did in Hollywood.
4: What happened?
3: Because it was... Very famously, the worst Oscars ever. Now, um, unfortunately, you really have to just see it to believe it. So, mm, you know, okay. the the whole point is go on YouTube and right. and see it. It's great but I want to I want to just play you the very very opening moment of uh, that broadcast. Sure.
2: And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's one of the great legends of Hollywood. She's back with us tonight, Miss Snow White. Good evening.
4: Oh, good evening, Mr. Archer. It is so exciting to be here tonight. I'm a little late, though. Can you tell me how to get into the theater?
3: Oh, what? That's
2: easy, Snow. Since was Snow Just follow one? the Hollywood stars.
3: Follow the Hollywood stars? Not this. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then it goes on. So what happens is these people, this is honestly dressed up as stars in glitter but with their legs hanging out the bottom, obviously, because it's just people. <laughs> um, <laughs> suddenly, like, they're standing outside the, the right. theatre. Um. Suddenly, appear and she runs in behind them. Amazing. Oh, and then they start doing a whole big cabaret dance. Right. <gasps> I. What are you uh, talking
4: about? This sounds like the best Oscars ever. <laughs>
3: it sounds like the best Oscars ever, right? But it's very awkward, right? So she she does she breaks down the fourth wall. She goes into the into the audience, and right. she, they they'd never rehearsed it. They didn't line up anyone to of sort of have didn't. the right reaction. And then um, come up on stage and they do a an eleven minute brilliant musical number. Brilliant, right? So and it's in this squeaky, whiny voice, right? And it's singing all these songs. Various Merv Griffin comes out. It's all the it's, <laughs> Merv Griffin.
1: At, at, <laughs> even in nineteen eighty nine, it was, uh, well, <laughs> it was <laughs> for his Merv final in appearance. You know.
3: so it goes <laughs> along, and probably the most the, the, the clearest indication of how bad it's going is that. At some point the director clearly goes, Oh fuck, this is so fucking shit. This is just embarrassing. That they stop cutting to the reactions of the people in the crowd. You know how they always, yeah, yeah, do, they always do. it's always the chance yeah. to sort of see ha- how everyone's reacting. Yeah. Everyone's so embarrassed that like, about five minutes in you suddenly <laughs> 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 you just have to watch the fucking show. Oh Uh so it's it's great. I'd highly recommend um uh looking it up on YouTube. But then okay, so then it gets to the end. Yeah. Clearly everyone has decided that this is just a terrible, terrible idea. Oh, the oh that's thing. the other thing. Ro- uh, halfway through Rob Lowe.
4: Oh,
1: oh who no. at that point Oh but he was
3: hot. only oh, he was very, very hot. Very pretty. But, uh, but but his main claim to fame at that point was that a, there tape? was a there was a be- bootleg sex type of him yeah. having sex with a teenager, right? And, oh, fu- and this, yeah, you know, oh, and this is fucking
4: hell, Jesus! This,
3: this fairy, yeah. this this Snow White character who's dressed up to basically look like a child. Well,
4: she is a child, Snow White is back to
3: the thirteen. Yeah, um, he clearly is just trying to crack onto her as they're dancing. Like it is so creepy. It is oh, the
1: creepiest. Creepy, so, no, creepy, so creepy. the producers just didn't yeah. really register that. Like yeah. universally joked about yeah. in nine ninety nine <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah, wow. So yeah. him playing Sam Seaborn, mm. like as this very ethical like. Um, Staffer years later was an amazing piece of acting from Rob. Yeah, Lowe. Like, <laughs> right. you had I to suspend disbelief. This yeah. is
4: how I'm learning that Rob Lowe's a piece of shit.
2: I like that watching well, his roast, which was such a weird experience for me, to be like, I watched him on Parks and Rec. Me too. Mm.
4: And he I was think like such a wholesome dude on Parks and Rec And I now I just this feel is why, like shit
1: Yeah I think this is why in the first episode of The West Wing Sam Seaborn has a sex scandal mm. Just to get it out of the way
4: Oh he is in The West Wing
1: Okay so what would you do Say you were the
3: producer slash director mm. And you decided to base your entire opening thing Around the character of Snow White What would be the first thing that you do Shove
4: her down the in, well In Hollywood <laughs> Down the well.
3: <laughs> Down the well. No, no. What you would do, this is the answer to the question, is you'd get permission from the people who own the rights to Snow White. What, Disney. Disney. To be able to use that thing. But – he didn't. At no point did he go, oh, yeah, maybe oh, we should ask joking. the people who own the character Snow White whether we can do it. So Disney then the next day sued the shit, sued I mean. the shit out of the fucking Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, and it was for reputational damage.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, I, And I'm looking this up now. Do you know which year Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, the, the Disney classic movie, came out? 1937. Like 1937. What the fuck are they doing bringing
4: it <laughs> the 999 Oscars? She's timeless.
1: (laughs) So if you make it through all
3: 11 minutes, you finally get to the end and you reach the point where Rita Wilson comes out on stage to sort of back announce the piece (laughs) and she clearly realises that she's part of a history-making bomb. Oh, my God. And this is how she does it.
4: Them, I'd be thrilled to do the Oscars if they could just come up with an entrance. <laughs> and think of it, more than a billion and a half people just watched that. <laughs> oh, God, oh. And at this very moment, they're trying to make sense of it. And in how many different languages? It's mind boggling. I knew it was gonna happen one day. The whole planet has gone Hollywood. <laughs> So pull up a seat and be prepared to spend the next few hours sitting on the edge of it. And welcome to the shoe show. <laughs> we'll be right back.
3: And the whole point is, they didn't have a host. They decided to do away with that thing that everyone Christ. likes, which is a host. They just went from just different like into different last movies. year or two, which was also if bizarre. you
4: if you guys like seeing like award show bombing opening numbers, mm. um, the best place to look is the Tonys.
2: Have you ever, oh, seen, have yes. you ever <laughs> seen,
4: there's a really infamous Tony's, I'm trying to remember the year, so unfortunately I'm probably going to get the year wrong, but... Recently, I think it might have been like 2009, 2010, there was an opening to the Tonys and just everything that could have gone wrong did. A person got hit by a set piece, somebody else like fell over mid-dance line. Like it's great. It's all of the good stuff.
2: I want more of that stuff to happen in award shows.
4: Yeah, it doesn't anymore because they know we love it so much.
3: We've got to bring back that Alan Carr
1: guy. Yeah. It's uh, almost as bad as um, doing your segment on the 2022 Oscars and it ends up being a bad night, you know. I guess from Red Microphones are part of the iCast Creator Network. Catch you this afternoon.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,